Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we uh, we listen to all of the records. We rank them from worst to best. We give our biggest banger from each of them if we have one, uh, and we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and five stars only. Please go do that. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. Go follow us on Instagram, all that stuff. Go do it, please. Um, and I don't know. That's all I got for the boring intro. Uh, normally we do the six degrees of Tom DeLong, but I didn't do it this week. Forgot. Did you do it? Yeah, I did one. You did? Okay, let's let's do the six degrees of Tom DeLong first. And that's where we connect the band of the week to our boy Tom DeLongs. So it's, what do you got? Go. Like Dave Grohl is always easy because he's done so much with so many people. So true. We've we done him numerous times. I tried to check, I tried to choose one that we've never done. Um, but Dave Grohl, Probot, Lemmy. And then Lemmy mm-hmm. was on Slash's album called Slash. Oh. <laughs> right? Clever. Clever. Yeah. Um, and then we know Slash and, and uh, TB have hooked up before and played together. Yeah, with the transplants, baby. TBA this is what I call Travis Barker. Because we're on personal no, I get it. level I, like that. I, I, mm-hmm. I understood. I, yeah. I know you guys are friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get it. Yep, that's it. That's it. That's all. (laughs) Okay, that's it. That's all we got for the six degrees of Tom DeLong. Let's get into the album rankings. So we're doing Foo Fighters this week, obviously. (laughs) That's why you're listening listening to the show. What? Unreal. Never thought I'd see the day. That we would do Foo Fighters? Come on. Yeah. Come on. I know know one friend of the pod is going to be excited because he loves the Foo Fighters. (sighs) I think you know who that is, right? Nobody should be excited for the Foo Fighters. In well, any I know one guy, it's his favorite band outside of... No, the Foo Fighters is probably his favorite band. Who? Shady. The Foo Fighters, I don't think they're... <laughs> I hope <laughs> that's not his favorite lo- band. He loves the Foo Fighters. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> fell down and hit his okay, head a so long time ago. <laughs> we are, uh, we're we're, we're going to rank their 10 records. Um and we're gonna try to uh, we're gonna try to have a good time. So, what do you got for um, your number ten, Jeff? What is the worst Foo Fighters record? Go. You know, I really, I really should preface this because we don't do this often, where we just kind of like shit all over a band. You know what I mean? I, and I, <laughs> I did feel bad after a while. <laughs> I was kind of like, damn, dude, because Dave Grohl's so fucking likable. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I'll, I guess I'll say that. I do have a lot of positive things to say, but I I for sure have more negative things to say. But I do have positive things to say. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, Medicine at Midnight. That's that's their worst one. It's their tenth album, two years ago. <laughs> this is just this is a fantastic example of a filler record. Just yeah. nothing is yeah. fucking great about this. Nothing is memorable. I didn't fucking remember this, what it went like. I have no banger. No song on this even with like caught my eye. My no eye, banger. My ears. No, nothing. That sounds okay. dumb. Ugh, okay. That I'll get into that when I get into This wasn't good. Okay. So you got nothing. Nothing on this one. Just no. plain old people. Plain old fucking the worst of it. 
<laughs> All right, my number 10 is Sonic Highways, their eighth record from 2014. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one was a very ambitious record because there's eight songs on the record. He recorded each song in a different city across the U.S., and that's a great, that's a cool idea. And the idea was to create each song as like um, it's like a like based off of the music that was that came from that that specific city, you know, Seattle, Nashville, fucking I don't even New York, L.A. You know all that. You know what I'm t- you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and man, dude, talk about an album falling flat on its face because there is literally nothing memorable from this record. It is boring, straight up boring. More mid tempo vanilla than i've ever heard from this band just the i see the thing with dave Grohl, he says a lot of things he says (laughs) a lot of things he has a lot of ambitious things to say but very rarely does he ever follow through with it like billy corgan does this kind of shit too but at least billy corgan puts out stuff that's palatable that that stuff that that is catchy that it's uh, sometimes it's a little bit different than what he does but it's still catchy it's there's still substance there there is literally nothing on this record and it had so much goddamn potential and that sucks got no banger um yeah i I got nothing i got nothing more i I don't know this song sucks okay sonic highways is not good all right all right so what do you got for nine nine uh concrete and gold Okay. Their their, right. their ninth album. I will say, um, I didn't know this fucking album existed. I never heard of this album. I never seen this album cover ever until this week. I fucking have no recollection of this record ever coming out in my life. So that was weird. Um, I don't know. This is a weird one. It was kind of fun. There's a lot of like heavier metal tones and and music overall. They did a straight blues number. I think for the only time in their career. The song like uh, Sunday Rain was very reminiscent of some psych rock meets like kind of like 90s R&B vocal style. I think like, I don't know, like The Doors, but with like boys to men singing. So it was weird. Well, it was kind of fun. It was cool. Well, I don't know. Do you want to know why that is, dude? Be- oh, because they've had boys to men sing on their albums before, dude. Exactly. And dude. this one, this record. they had Paul McCartney on this one. They had JT on this one. And they had a guy <laughs> from Boys to Men. So that's, Exactly. But that's... Just because you have a guy from Boys to Men doesn't mean you can make a Boys to Men song. Never like. Oh, I mean, Boys you kind of have to at that point. Eh, eh. And he did. I mean, uh, it's fine. I, I, I don't, I, I don't like any of this, but I thought it was interesting at least. Like on my Nirvana playlist, where I have like just anything related to Nirvana, I threw a lot of Foo Fighters songs on that playlist, and like an mm-hmm. alternative playlist, I threw a lot of the Foo Fighters songs. So I do like a lot of their songs. Like honestly, I like okay. like fucking like yeah. I really really love like twenty of their songs. <laughs> Out of ten records, yeah. yeah. So two albums worth of of music you like from them, which is that's that's a good amount. That's a good amount. That's and, solid, right? That's yeah, a lot. and and I agree with you. I most of Foo Fighters, I I just I don't like. I don't care for. There's only one record that I actually like and that I actually have on vinyl, um, which obviously I'll get into later. But yeah, overall, Foo Fighters aren't that great at all. Um, and do you have anything else on concrete and gold? Nope. That's it. That's all. All right. So my number nine is medicine at midnight. 10th album, 2021 from a couple years ago. Like you said, um, this one, this one is just the only reason why this is higher than Sonic highways is because one of the songs is an absolute banger and it's the song son of mine. No, no son of mine. And for whatever reason, I thought this was a song that was supposed to be on the new record that just came out. I think we even talked about it like six months ago. Do you remember that? 
No. Or am I completely making this up in my head? You probably make it up in your head. I feel like we talked. I I swear to you, I feel like we talked this talked about this about six months ago, and we both really like the song. It has that kind of like Motorhead kind of chord progression to it. It's a little bit faster. It's a little bit heavier. It's a great fucking song, but the rest of the album is just boring. Just really, really boring. Some some kind of okay riffing riffing going on, but overall the songs are boring and bland. Um, probably the most interesting fact about this record is that they recorded it like in some sort of haunted house uh, out in Encino, and like they would come to the studio in the morning or whatever, and like all the EQs would be turned down to zero. So dumb. Um, you know, their guitars would be detuned. All the all you know stuff like that. They had to sign a non-disclosure agreement so they couldn't talk yeah, about it. Exactly. Or so it, apparently they 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 recorded video of st- weird stuff happening in the house. And yeah, then like you said, yeah, the NDA was signed by the owner because they were trying to sell the house. So, so your your favorite album? Because I I went to Disc College and looked at your collection. Uh, in your <laughs> honor, is going to be your number one. So why are you? Come on, man. Why are you doing this? <laughs> why do you have to spoil it? Come on. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> That's all I cared wow. about. Now, 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 nobody, now, nobody wants to listen to this episode because people only listen to hear what my number one is. It'd be funny if you just bleeped it out, like if you beep oh, over what I said. Maybe I will do that. That would be funny. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna bleep it out. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good call. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So, what do you got for number eight? In your honor, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's why you that's why you did it. <laughs> oh my god. I will say, if you split this album into two albums, dude, it would have been exponentially better. You, like you just gotta yeah. like cut the fat from here. Just take the best songs from both parts. The heavy one and the the, the acoustic side, which is not all acoustic anyway, whatever. It's just mm-hmm. there's just way too much filler. Even for like a Foo Fighters album, there's way too much fucking filler. And it was kind of cool because they had like more guest musicians on this one too. The worst. What? The worst. There's a lot of what? There's, I'm just saying. I, I, you said what your favorite album was, so I had to do some investigation work. That's okay. They call me Sherlock okay. Holmes. Well, never been called that. But the people used to call continue. me all the time. That was my nickname in high school. Okay, continue. continue. The, uh, th- this was around the time when Grohl was teasing the project, <laughs> the them Crooked Vultures, and it's kind of funny that Dahmi and JPJ was both on this album. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out because Grohl had to tease it for um, some magazine. I couldn't figure out if this came out before his interview on the magazine or if it was vice versa. It had to have been this that came I out first know. and then the other one. I don't know. But that was kind of fun. It was kind of cool. Um, the title. So like, but otherwise, you just don't like it? The, the, the title track here, dude, it fucking rips. It's an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. Especially like the last part of it. It turns into this fucking amazing kind of like loud punk song. And this is uh, yeah. like five albums deep. I kind of realized, like, dude, the Foo Fighters—they open their albums with fucking absolute bangers. Like, you, they oh, could yeah. do—they could do a greatest hits, and it was only like the first track of every fucking album, and I would probably buy it because they're all <laughs> bangers. It's unreal. You're right. I, I'd never really thought of it until you brought it up this week, but you're totally right. And in your honor, that title track is is probably the that and all my life are probably their two best openers, without so a doubt. Good. Yeah, yeah. In your honor, number eight for me. Man, that's stupid. Um, you're such an idiot, idiot, idiot. Um, my number eight is Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Hate that title. Uh, it's their what is this? Their sixth album from 2007, and uh, this one, you know, th- this album starts strong. It really, really does. The first, the first few songs are bangers. 
Of course, they're the singles because this is a band who relies solely on their singles because they're good. The Pretender is a good did. fucking song, though. The Pretender is. It's so overplayed. It's very overplayed. So is Let It Die. Very overplayed songs. But the Pretender or Pretender is just, it's fucking such a band. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, but man, dude, after those three, four songs, the, this album drops so much. It's just, it's just, sounds like more boring versions of what they were doing on color in the shape or um uh fuck, what is the one with the album with learn to fly there's nothing left to lose it just sounds like b-sides or c-sides to those to those two records just boring as shit nothing good nothing at all and um i mean really my banger is the one the ballad of the the beaconsfield miners outside Whoa. of pretender but that one's too easy. But this this one, it's an instrumental acoustic. Uh, Khaki King, this guitar player, she's an amazing guitar player. Um, she played the guitar on this one, and uh, it's just good. It's okay. just a great fucking song. Okay. Right? Come on, get out of here. You're stupid if you don't think it's good. Okay. So that's my number eight. What do you got for seven? Go. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. First album. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. You know, for the most part, this record's good. Musically, it was good. I think Grohl's vocals are are weak. They're weak and frail. Like he doesn't bring the same energy as he like will refine later on. And it makes sense. It's the first album. That's kind of what he's, he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing at this time. Nirvana just broken up. He's kind of like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then when he does kind of bring the energy, it's very, very generic Grohl sounding. I think the later part of the album was the best because it was the most like Nirvana sounding. Of, of the Foo Fighters and then Foo Fighters have, mm-hmm. have songs here and there that sound fucking like Nirvana could have done them for sure. And I think, I think I like this sure. one more because the last part of the album sounded like fucking Nirvana, but what, uh, watershed and exhausted last two tracks, dude, I thought those were incredibly Nirvana sounding super solid mm-hmm. songs. And, uh, I liked it. I, I, I have no problem with somebody leaving a massive band, starting their own thing and then still keeping like the, band sound from their previous thing and then transitioning into their own and i think the foo fighters foo fighters it, it achieves that purpose it does it's a great great segue into what they eventually started doing in the 90s for sure but i'll get more into that in a bit so got anything else on this one that's it, that's all all right so my number seven is there is nothing left to lose third album from 1999 uh this is the first album they did with uh taylor hawkins on drums um and then Pat had just left the band. Wait, I think this is the first one they did with Taylor. Maybe not. I think actually, I think Dave played drums on this one as well. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Who cares? Um, because Taylor Hawkins, fucking overrated. Um, but this is the first one that that they did with uh, after Pat Smear left the band before he rejoined. And um, this has the the big one, the big hit. You know, learn to fly. Their best music video, honestly, really really funny music video. Um, the song. I mean, it's one of those things where the video is better than the song. The song's fine. It's catchy. Definitely. But the video is definitely better. Um, just like OK Go. Can't really remember what those songs sound like, but you know those videos. Here so. it goes, here it goes, here it goes again. That was <laughs> I think you're about to see. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, no. <laughs> but <laughs> it's what it sounded like. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is just like more of what they were doing on Color and the Shape. The color and shape, whatever you, whatever that fucking record's called, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's just more of that. But it's more polished. It's more plain old people. It's it just you see this this vanilla progression as the band goes on until 
until in your honor, which you already spoiled, but thanks. Um, or you just spoiled and, it again. You know, my, my banger, my banger off this one, I know, I know. Maybe I'm, I'll, I won't bleep it now. But uh, my, my banger off this one is Breakout um, because the video, I like the video when it came out and it's just a, it's a more intense song. It's like the only time on the record where he screams where it's a little bit, it's a little bit outside of the vanilla and um, it's just a catchy ass song. So that's my number seven is There's Nothing Left to Lose. Huge record too. But what do you got for number six? Number six, this one was higher and I listened to it again. And then it dropped. Um, but Wasting Light. Wasting Light, I had this one a lot higher. I had this like number two. And then it dropped okay. to number six. This was, uh, I don't know, this was the only one so far in the listen through that did a lot of different genres and did them well. There's like the normally, normal heavy Foo Fighters stuff that they always do, you know, they're whatever. But then they tried their hand at like some like hardcore like punk shit. The song White Limo. I'm like, dude, that's fucking so an amazing song. Did you, have you ever seen that video? No. Oh, the video! Oh, you gotta watch it. Lemmy's in it, and Lemmy, and they're literally riding around in a white limo, and and Lemmy's the driver of the limo, and they're just driving around LA and stuff. Oh, it sounds it's pretty. Cool. It's a cool video. That's so cool. Yeah, so fun. I, uh, I hate shitting on this band sometimes, but not really. <laughs> but overall, like this is just more like meh stuff. This was produced by Butch Vig, right? And it was like the, yeah. the they only used like analog recording equipment. So the Foo Fighters had to really practice hard because they couldn't like delete their mistakes so easily. I thought that was kind of fun and cool, but overall, I, again, it's just two or three songs and then seven chud fillers. <laughs> chud fillers, I like it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so my number six is uh, it's Concrete Gold from uh, 2017 Ninth Record. This was a. Uh, this is a. Uh, the record. It was much better than I was expecting. Being so late in the game, coming off of, you know, fucking, um, what is it, Echo Silence and stuff like that. It's heavier. It's a little bit faster than those records. And it actually seemed like they were having fun. Like, the first time they've had fun in a long time. Like, like maybe since probably the 90s or something. I don't know. They, it just it just sounded more loose and, like, they weren't just trying to write hits. And, I, and it, just, it just sounded better, more authentic. Um, so overall the song sounded more exciting. Um, and you know, my banger off this one is made it right. Very seventies kind of Zeppelin sounding. There's some good little jazzy flourishes with the drums too, which who would have thought, who, who would have thought that Taylor Hawkins could do something kind of cool. Um, so I like that. I did like that song, that part of the song, especially. Um, and then I was reading more about how <laughs> Grohl was inspired by the Trump elections to write like more political lyrics and i thought okay this guy is this guy says a lot he says a lot of things about mm-hmm. the song about the band the songs the albums it's like there's no way his songs are very political so i went and i read all the lyrics i read all the lyrics from this record to say that it's bullshit they're they're just <laughs> the blandest most uninspired political sounding lyrics that i just it's it looks like a 15 year old wrote them like honestly man there's nothing he's not calling anybody out he's just saying like we need a better future we need better leadership it's just like come on dude like bring it back to like the 80s like the reagan administration like all the fucking punk bands that came out during that era that we've talked about endlessly you know you know and even the bush era as much as like a lot of those albums in the bush era sucked they're way better than what this is you know and we've talked about it in the past too like 
when Trump was elected, that that's like the moment when all these bands could have come forward and like written really cool politically charged records and really said something significant and, and good and important. But nothing. We got literally got we got this. We get concrete and gold. Fucking get the lyrics nothing. on this. We get fucking nothing. And and yeah, dude, I just that's how irritated I was by the time I got to this record listening to it and I read that about the Trump thing. That's how irritated I was that I literally went through and read all the lyrics on this record. And it's just bland, bland, plain old people lyrics. But um, yeah, that's my number six. I wanted to just rant about that. And we'll rant more about what Dave Grohl said in the press. Because I don't like talking shit about him because he is one of my favorite drummers. But he says a lot of dumb stuff. So <laughs> um, so what do you got for number five? He does say a lot of, he says a lot of things and was like, really, are you? Are you sure? Like you are you committed to that bit right there? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, he's com- if it is a bit, he's fucking committed. Uh-huh. So okay. So what do you got for five? Uh, the color and the shape, their second album. You know, mm-hmm. I I think that like, Monkey Wrench is a cool song musically. I fucking cannot stand the way he sings it. I think it's so fucking annoying. And don't and wanna be, why don't you like that? I I, I think he's he's go- it sounds goofy. Like you were just singing it, it didn't even sound as goofy as Dave Grohl sings it. I just can't stand the way he fucking sings it. But it's a cool song. Dude. I like all like the downstrokes. I think it's a fucking cool little like punky song. It's cute. Eighty percent of this album is just chud filler, with some exceptions though. Like obviously, Everlong banger. Like everybody knows yeah. fucking it's a banger. Like Grohl's and and then and then because we talked about how on the new thing girl does those those hi-hat things right the little quick hi-hats and we're kind of and i was yeah. thinking like I, I don't know like i've never really heard like dave girl do like those quick hi-hat things but he played drums on everlong so he yeah he has done that so he, before but that's like the only time he doesn't do it on any other part of the record or True. on the second record or the first record but i didn't know he played drums in everlong until this week i thought it was oh, just, really yeah, oh, okay. i just thought whoever the fucking drum was at the time did it no, um, it, was, it was mr girl but the, the song see you Dude, that song's a fucking absolute beyond banger. This was so different sounding than most Foo Fighters I've ever heard. It was like, it was like some kind of like goofy Fountains of Wayne type pop tune, and like, damn, it had a fucking killer bass line that sounded like it was trying to sound like some fun twenties vaudeville thing. It was, dude, it was amazing. I don't I was, remember that song. I was blown yeah. away by that song. It, it it reminded me of the theme song from Scrubs. That the okay. What, it just had that type of vibe to it. It was very, very like pop rock sounding, but it was just so fun and just cute. <laughs> cute. Okay, I, that's I, a good I, word. There was only a handful of songs throughout this listen through that I was really blown away by, but um, that was one of them. All right. So my uh, my number five is also The Color and Shape. I think we're on number 97. I also think we're on number six, though. That's fine. No, because my number six was Concrete, concrete and Gold. Oh, well, I didn't do my number. I guess my number... F- Five would have been a different one, but okay. Wait, what? I saw five. What more. did I skip? No, because I my seven was nothing left to lose, and then what was your seven? Uh, my seven was wasting light. Yeah, we talked about that. I remember that. So, what was your your six was? Was that what I just talked about? The color and the shape. Then why the hell did I talk about my number six? Uh, you like to talk? That's fine. I, apparently, I do. Shit. Okay. So, so then let's get into your number five. Then my number then five is yeah. Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Six albums. Okay, got it. And really, I only really care. Honestly, I only really care about the top three on here. Everything else, like, eh, you fuck. Except for Medicines at Midnight. I can't stand that album. 
Um, so everything else is kind of interchangeable. But Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Dude, Pretender, like we talked about, that's a banger of a song. It's it's it so fucking good. Sometimes on this album, I thought they were like channeling their inner Beatles. Like like songs on mm. statues or songs like statues. It had that very, very Let It Be era Beatles sound. And it was super subtle and it kind of came and went, but it was fucking there. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I dig that. I but, don't remember hearing that. I mean, I hear Beatles and other songs, but... Yeah, I don't remember that song specifically. Again, a lot of lot of lot of chud filler. That's fine. My favorite yeah. song was also "Ballad of the Beaconsville Miners." Okay, cool. And then, like, there was a. The, the, did you read the story attached to the song too? Yeah, yeah, like, dude, yeah. that's so, so fucking cool, man. Dave Grohl's just—he's just so cool, right? So, like, this this fucking mine in Australia collapses. Most people get out. One guy dies. Two guys are trapped in there. They don't even find him for like a week. And when mm-hmm. they do find them, they realize they can't get to them safely. So they kind of like reassess how they're getting to them. And the guys just ask for like, hey, dude, can you just like give us some shit to do? Because we're fucking bored. And one thing they asked for was an iPod with the Foo Fighters new album on it. And Dave Grohl like personally writes a handwritten note saying like, hey, when you get out, wherever you want to go, tickets fucking free. And after the show, you let me know the first beer's on me. And like true to his word, right? One of the yeah. guys actually takes him up on it and true to his fucking word. He sits there and he has a beer with this guy after the concert's over and then writes him a song. That's so cool. Come on, dude. How do you hit like, You can't hit this guy. It's unreal. I know. I, I feel it, so it bad shooting difficult. on this band because it, oh, he's just so fucking likable. It's annoying. I know. It's, it's, I mean, he's one of, I think he's, I mean, he is one of the best. He really is one of the best. He's got to be know one of the, the greatest chops. fucking rock star of all time. He really yeah. is, has to be like in the top fucking 10, dude. Like he's just, people just don't do this ever. You're right, you're right. And we'll get more into that, you know, on the main episode as well. But but no, I, I do you remember when that all happened? That was like it was like all over the news. It's like right now, you know, with all the the submarine shit with the Titanic, which is so overblown. <laughs> but that that's how this whole mining thing was back in whenever this was, two thousand six or whatever. Yeah. It was it, yeah, I do remember it was like right after high school and, and I mean, didn't care like that much, but I thought it was super interesting that people still get trapped in mines. I know, right? It just seems so hundred years ago yeah it seems but, i don't know but yeah. no, mine no, still exists right. mine still exists i guess still still miners out there dude well yeah. um okay so that was your number what number was it what that was your six then right that was my five that was your five and you already did your six i already did my six okay so my five is the color and shape there we go there we second go. album 97 definitely a lot popular here from the first record it's a huge transition i feel it's a huge transition because he's yes dave rolled rolled dave he wrote rolled. all the songs but there was still some influence from nate and um nate and pat dave played the drums on this whole record like you said but um but yeah so along with the popular songs you get more acoustic tracks it's a little less grungy and more of the songs just kind of bleed together this is like almost like the beginning of the end for uh, for what we knew <laughs> Dave Grohl as, because even with the first record, which I'll get into, he was still pretty grungy, pretty grunge grunge sounding. Um, my banger, come on, man, Everlong. Everlong is the best song they've he's ever he's, he, they've ever written, or he's ever written for the band. Not his best song, but it's the best song he's written for the Foo Fighters. The acoustic version is which he their wrote. best song. Yes, oh, which he wrote. That's not an official like album track. But it was, but it was released. I think it was released even before the album came out, Cause because he he recorded it before. I know for sure he recorded it before that record. 
we haven't gone we haven't we haven't gone to my my favorite Foo Fighters song of all time, but uh, I'll I'll get into it when we get there. Okay, so yeah, Everlong. We'll get there. Even even come on, man. The studio version, the full full band version, is still oh, it's fantastic. It's amazing. It's an it amazing is. song. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know why you hate it so much. They're so dumb. So what do you got for uh, for number four? There is nothing left to lose. Their third album. I can't believe it's high. I enjoyed this one. I it, it wasn't all of like the. I don't know the, the same typical Foo Fighters sound of their first couple albums, and and I thought this was more mellow. It was more soft rock inspired. They kind of just stayed in their lane, let things groove a little bit more, and just didn't try to do like the typical quiet verses, loud choruses thing that they fucking always do. That's like their namesake. And this yeah. one was just kind of like middle ground. And middle ground Foo Fighters sounds like it'd be like the worst thing ever, but like it worked on this one, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> but let me tell you, this is like um. I said earlier the handful of songs that like, really blew me away. MIA, like that song, dude. That song is fucking top song. three. MIA is a top three Foo Fighters song. That has an unbelievable chorus. You take out like Everlong and then my top top song, like that's like one of their best songs. It is an incredible, like fun, soft rock, alt rock song. Absolutely amazing. And mm. if, like if you heard the chorus, like we go on the pee break in between the episodes, just put on your phone or something. <laughs> Instantly, you'll remember. Oh yeah, I fucking remember the song. You got you got to remind me because I will not remember. Oh, it's so good, dude. Yeah, I I I, I enjoyed. There's nothing left to lose. I thought like through and through it was fun. Um, but, like I would never buy this in the vinyls. Okay, fair. I mean, Ever. really, outside of the one I already own, which you spoiled, the only one I would possibly get would be would be my second ranking, which I don't have, so you can't look it up. Uh, um. All right, so that's your four. There's nothing left to lose. MIA is your banger. My number four is Wasting Light, uh, seventh record from 2011. Uh, like you said, Butch Vig produced this one. They they recorded this record in Dave Grohl's garage at his house in, in L.A. Um, it was a makeshift studio. They built everything. They wanted to do something just very kind of low-key, and um, they would barbecue every day. And they actually did like a little mini documentary about this one too. And I remember watching it when it came out and it was just cool watching them just kind of jam it out in, in a garage and go swimming and then hang out with Dave's kids. And then the other guys would bring their kids over and it was just like this, this huge family kind of like environment. And, and it just, it was really, really <laughs> cool. And then going into the, you know, they recorded everything on tape. Um, even they did everything on tape up until I think it was like post mastering. So you know, every it was mixed um, analog. Uh, they even cut up all the tape with a well. I, they they were doing like the old school razor blade way, and Butchvig was like, you know what, fuck this, we're gonna do it a different kind of way. It's still on tape, but like it's like start and stop style or something like that, rather than literally splicing it with a razor blade. So I just the idea was there, which is really cool. It's ambitious for its time, and I appreciate that. But once again. Dave Grohl says a lot of things. He does a lot of things with this band, but nothing really, nothing really hits quite as hard um, as you're kind of hyped up. You know, he, he's he's a good hype man. He's a good Foo hype Fighters. man. Yes, he's a very good hype man for the Foo Fighters, and um, and this is one of those examples. Um, like you said, Chris Novoselic was on this one. First time they've really kind of worked together since Nirvana, and that was rad. He played bass and accordion. I think it was on Dear Rosemary. I think that was a song. Um, but my banger off this one, Bridge Burning, the first song, the opener, once again, the opening track, absolute kill, absolutely killer. Uh, White Limo, too. Great, 
crazy punk song that they've never they've never done a song like that. Like the closest song might have been low off of one by one, but otherwise, yeah, they've never never really done anything like that one. So um that's all I got for Wasting Light. That's my number four. What do you got for number three? Number three, album of the week, but here we are. Oh, you know why? Oh, you know what I fucked up? You did not put album of the week in there, did you? I did not put I did not rank the album of the week. No. Okay, here we go. <laughs> So let's I forgot go back. to put it in there. Okay, yeah. So I I did mess up. I'm sorry. I forgot to put that one in. So okay. the album of the week would go as my. It would be put as my number eight. So my number eight is that. My number nine is Echoes. Yeah, nine is Echoes. Ten is Medicine, and then eleven is Sonic Highways. So I really I really fucked Damn. this one up. Wow. Yeah. So it's that low. Yes. That's low. That's pretty fucking yeah. low. It's not that great of a... Well, we'll get into it. I mean, none of these are really that great of records, but... <laughs> but okay, right. yeah. So that that's where that discrepancy was uh, 10, 15 minutes ago. That's okay. So that was your... Okay, so your number three is the new record. My number three is uh, One by One, uh, fourth album from 2002. Uh, this one, it just has some fucking bangers, man. Absolute bangers. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit heavier... It's a little bit more, I don't want to say raw sounding because it's not, but it's 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 a little bit more daring. Let's just say that it's, it's a little bit more daring than everything that they had done prior or even after. It it just sounds a little pissed off, which Dave Grohl's never pissed off. Even like in his more aggressive stuff with Dream Widow and Probot, he never really, really sounds pissed off. Nah. Um, except for this one. He just sounds irritated. And then reading more about where the band was at. They were like on the verge of breaking up and, you know, they recorded this record essentially twice because they hated the first version of it. So they, they went to a different studio, re-recorded the whole thing over like three weeks, I believe it was. Um, I think, And this is also the first record that Taylor Hawkins played drums on. Um, so there's that as well. And it's also the first album with Chris Shiflett, the new guitar player. Rhythm or lead, I don't know what he is. I don't even know. There's no real lead guitar, which is, you know, we'll get into later as well. Um, don't do anything exactly got three guitar players doing a lot of the Nothing. same but um <laughs> my uh my banger off this one is uh it's either low or all my life it's really i mean low did you watch the video for low with jack black mm, i don't think so in the hotel room i told you to watch it damn it did you i did i told you to watch it it was oh. off the pod but i, I did tell you to watch it because it's just it's 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 a made up video. I mean, it's not it's not like a real reality kind of video, but in the story, him and Dave Grohl and Jack Black go to a ho- like some seedy motel, and they just bring a bunch of booze and they get really drunk throughout the night, and then they start daring each other, and then it gets weirder and weirder as they get more and more drunk, and it oh. gets trippier and more fucked up, and then it ends like up dress with them up both like, dressing in drag. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen dr- that before, video before. Yeah. It's like like it's like a, a fucking like like. Uh, what do you call it? A home video camera, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then, and then at, and then it, the video ends with the. Ne- I think it ends with the next morning. They both walk out of the motel normal, like nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, damn, dude. It was, it was really, it was a funny video, though. Wild. Yeah, it was. So that's that's my number three is one by one. I, it's an absolute. I don't say it's it's a good album. It's not an absolute banger. It's a good album. Just okay. those two songs are absolute bangers. Right. Playlistable for sure. So, what do you got for number two? 
Sonic Highways, dude. Sonic Highways was... I cannot I believe, believe you fucking that. hated this so much. Okay, wow, so... So boring. I will say, I will say the closing song, I Am A River, that's a fucking certified stinker. That It's it's like some fucking shit church band doing a song for their <laughs> shit congregation that they don't even know what fucking good music congregation. is. Congregation. Congregate. 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 It sounds like something Thrice does now. That's what Thrice does. Congregation. Yeah. <laughs> Congregation But damn man Like This album was fucking fantastic The entire album overall I shouldn't say it's fantastic mm-hmm. I don't think any of the albums are fantastic But This is my, my number two Because I think overall It was just better It was better Foo Fighters music Yeah What was that noise? Oh sorry Tammy came in And she's talking she was talking, talking shit or what? No she was just like I scared Brooke Okay I don't care Tell what's up she's, this is why Tammy shouldn't be here while I'm potting. Tell why because we get distracted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought this just I thought the whole album hit harder uh, and it's just it was just like a good rock album like it was just solid. I don't know. Like, man. Stay in your fucking lane, man. And the song outside, dude, that is an absolute fucking banger of a song. That reminds me of the song "The Chain" by Fleetwood Mac. Because it's like, okay. it's so long, it does something. And on the new album, they tried to do the same exact thing and just fucking failed at it. But it's 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 very reminiscent of like the chain. Like it's a good song in the beginning, it's a good song in the end, and it's got an interlude there that bridges the two, and it's got an amazing baseline, and everybody rocks, and everybody just lets it flow, man. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, man, I don't. So you were able to hear like the differences in style, I guess, between the different songs. Oh yeah, I, I mean, just, not just I because. I mean, it's it's kind of funny too because one of the songs is called the Congregation. And it features Zach Brown, um, but yeah, absolutely, oh. you can pick up on the different on the different genres. They're subtle because it's still like Foo Fighters featuring somebody else, yeah, featuring that sound. Um, but I thought the, the only song that I absolutely fucking hated, and it's like one of the worst songs I've ever done, is "I Am a River," and it's from this album. But yeah, I thought everything else was pretty damn good. So it was um, what is it? The sky is the sky is the neighborhood. Not off this record, but off um. What is that off of? Maybe Waste uh, Medicine at Midnight, I think it is. That song's a fucking stinker. <laughs> that was a single, too. That was one of their singles. Terrible. But what? That's it. That's, that was my number that, two. That's all you got for number two? That's all right. All my, uh, my, my number two is uh, the uh, self-titled record. First album from 1995. Um, I mean, Dave Grohl. I mean... What can I say about the guy, man? He played everything on this. He did literally everything. He produced it. He, he, uh, I think he recorded it in like a couple or six days. He recorded the record in six days, which is pretty crazy. I mean, for this kind of just work, it's just a lot of work doing this in six days. The vocals, bass, guitar, overdubs, drums, everything. That's remarkable, man. That's you got it. You got to get it. It's a lot of fucking work. Yes. I mean, yeah, Travis Barker can record the drums for a Blink record in like a day or two. But Travis Barker also isn't doing every fucking thing else. So Dave Grohl's not doing anything exciting anyway, so that's all right. (laughs) But also, mind you, a lot of these songs were written prior to 1994, 1995. They go back to like 1989, I believe. But still, it's a a huge effort. It's it's a lot of work, and it's remarkable that he did it so quickly. Um, But I like this record a lot because... It is heavier. It still has that grunge sound to it. There's a ton of Nirvana here. He channels a lot of Kurt Cobain in his vocal styling. Stylings? Is that the right way to say it? I don't know. Yeah. But the way he sings is is very, very much like Kurt. And it makes sense. I mean, Kurt died a year before this. Um, and 
I just I like how raw sounding this record is, and I haven't listened to this record, I don't know, in at least ten years, at least. And I was I might get this on vinyl. I oh. might get it on vinyl. It's that it's it's that cool. It's not like a perfect album, but it's just really cool. It's a cool, cool in its idea, cool in its in, in its execution, and I feel like if I if I listen to it a few more times, I'm really gonna like absorb it and really really enjoy it. And it could end up being my number one at some point. Oy. I think this is a really special, really vulnerable record. I know lyrically, he the lyrics are on this record are all throwaway, completely throwaway lyrics, <laughs> because that wasn't the priority. Much like most of the other Foo Fighters records, but we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is a good one. So my my banger is uh, I'll stick around. Just that I love that riff. It's it's so Nirvana. That riff right there is Nirvana. Um, the way he sings too is very curt, and 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 it was a good homage to the band, but not a ripoff, which I I, I thought was really rad. So um, that's my number two. Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters. What do you got for number one? Stick into it, okay. One by one, one by one, like another night. Firstly, All My Life is their best LP song. That is their best fucking song they've ever done officially. <laughs> I like how you said that, too. Because Acoustic Everlong is song. like their best. That, that's, <laughs> dude, that's just like, that's money. But All My Life, dude, when you first hear that that crack of like the guitar, that like it's just so raunchy and so nasty. They've never even achieved that kind of that kind of sound sonically. Outside of just yeah. that one intro fucking riff, it's unreal. And this and record so was simple. this record was surprisingly good. It like it hit really hard and it hit really fast. Sometimes these songs were just they were like better versions of bland Foo Fighters. And Girl didn't always <laughs> sing. And there was a lot of like room here that they left for just mm-hmm. mid song jamming. Love mid song jamming. And I forgot about times like these. Times like these is like my intro to the banger, Foo Fighters. Man. And it's and god damn. Did it's you so listen to the acoustic version too? Yes, I mean not oh, now, I love, but like I love the acoustic version. The acoustic version is is better than the than the regular version too. Like Everlong, that is my uh, when we get into our origin story. But yeah, but, but come back the song come back that gets a super honorable okay, mention. That is a good one. because it's an absolute banger. It's seven minutes and it goes from hard to soft and ends fucking hard again. And it's this wild ride and it's definitely a top tier Foo Fighters song. One mm-hmm. by one, I, I, I would be. I would be hard pressed. I would. I would only get this if I saw like an OG copy coming through my record store. I'd buy it. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably would not buy this. Yeah, because yeah. I have their greatest hits already. You said something there, but um, oh, I mean, what? Oh, what I say there? Uh, so I mean, I I thought about getting their greatest hits as well. Um, <laughs> I already have it. I know you do, but I've thought about getting the greatest hits as well. Because I don't, I don't want to get all their records and have all that filler and bullshit. I just want the singles, man. Dude, the greatest the is good. It, 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 I know, front to back, and it closes with acoustic Everlong. So like you, I know everything. I, I looked at the track list too this week, and I'm like, damn, dude, this would, this is like one of the few comps I would actually really, really want. <laughs> so I, I think if I found it for like twenty bucks or less, which I'm sure you could find, it's Foo Fighters. Yeah, I'd probably pick up the comp. So it's a good comp. Is Moving that all, all you got for all my life? That's it. All my life is their uh, or best one by song. one. Sorry, one by one. That's their best. The song. Same fucking thing. Fact. Yeah. Yes. 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 So my number one is in your honor. In your honor, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth record from two thousand five. I, I, ooh, I just like that was weird. You hear that whistle? 
I did not. Did you, are you oh. whistling now? Are we, are no, we it was just whistling? like my voice. I, I was trying to talk and it was just like I whistled okay. instead of spoke. It was really, that was weird. That's all right. Um, in your honor, um, I will say I don't really like the acoustic part of it. Take out the acoustic part. It's a great record. It's a solid record, especially like the first seven, eight, seven songs really just like banger after banger after banger. <laughs> He's snapping. <laughs> I was snapping, man. I love this record. Uh, the for, the opener in your honor, just that that there's that build up with that just the guitar that din 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 it just that that corporate that simple chord progression it builds builds and builds and then Taylor just goes he's just hitting those drums just that constant I what is it the eighth notes or I don't even know I think they're just eighth notes yeah. just hitting every drum the snare to the toms to the floor toms and then back to the snare just over and over again and um, I just love it and then it just bursts into that that really fast punk part like you were saying and then it stops and then you get those two drum hits into no way back which i think is the catchiest song on the record i fucking love that song that's my banger no way back is my is my banger the second song um it's just, it's so goddamn catchy and it's still kind of heavy and it's still fast faster um doa is another great song even the single um as overplayed as it is it's still what's the, it's called oh my god what is the name of the fucking big single for me, your honor? Uh, no. Best Someone of you. getting the best. Oh, best of you. Best of yeah. you. Best of you is the big the big single. And even that one, that's a great song. That build up in that bridge. He just says best of you fantastic. too much in that song. He does say it a lot, but it's still really good. <laughs> it's still a solid, solid song. Um, I really, really, really love this record. Also, there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. Where, you know, this album, I'd always like, people had known that I like Foo Fighters and my parents got me this CD when it came out because it came out right before we graduated. So it was like this little like graduation present or whatever. And they bought me this Foo Fighters record. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Thank you so much, whatever. And then I just, I started listening to it in my car and I just, fuck man, I just loved this record. And then I would listen to it with Chris. Chris and I would be driving around, just aimlessly driving around Orange County, just listening to Foo Fighters or Blink or whatever it may be. So I got this, I have this like crazy nostalgia for this record just because I listened to it so much, and just, I I really really do love this record. The songs are really really catchy and solid, and fast and heavier at points. It's a great. It's just a great record, man. I don't know. I don't okay. have anything else to say about it. All right, that's fine. It's killer, man. It is killer. It, rem- it literally re- this album re- literally reminds me of the day we graduated high school. Because after that night, I remember going out and hanging out with everybody, and we listened to this record. Maybe not with you, but I know with like Chris and stuff, we we listened to this record after we, after we graduated high school. So it became like this album became like this one of the soundtracks for that summer after we graduated high school. Weirdly, it just I don't know. So that's where all the nostalgia lies. But anyway, that's all I got for the that's rankings. It. That's it. That's all. Do you have anything else? Nah, that's it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and five stars only. Tell all your friends and keep listening. And we're going to get into the Foo Fighters album. Um, but who, wait, what is it? Mm-hmm. But who we are? See, it's not even like <laughs> we're already, who cares? But here we are. <laughs> but here we are from uh, the Foo Fighters. So thanks for listening. That's it. That's all. Dig roll. Dig roll.